In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, where I'll try and answer the question, why are Christians so weird? First Peter chapter 4, verses 1 through 6 says, Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. For whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, so as to live for the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for human passions, but for the will of God. For the time that has passed suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do, living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, and lawless idolatry. With respect to this, they are surprised when you do not join them in the same flood of debauchery, and they malign you. But they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is why the gospel was preached even to those who are dead, that though judged in the flesh the way people are, they might live in the spirit the way God does. I don't think that I'm alone when I say that Christians act differently from people who are not Christians. Christians act differently from the people of the world, and this is actually a good thing. The Christian should be weird to the non-Christian. They should be exhibiting behaviors that are just different, that seem odd, that seem out of place. They should be markedly different from the people around them because they formulate their lives around a different set of principles than the people of the world. So from 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, I'm going to try and answer the question, why are Christians so weird? Thought number one, they practice restraint. And this is something that really everybody knows that they ought to do. And everybody does. This isn't exclusive to Christians that they practice restraint, but Christians practice more restraint than their non-believing counterparts. And this is evident. Peter talks about the people who are engaging in drunkenness and wild living and sexual immorality and all of the different vices that we seem to know about already, that the Christians don't participate in those things, that the non-Christians do participate in those things, and when they see the Christians not doing it, that's strange to them. And they might even make fun of or malign or speak poorly about the Christian because they're not participating in the same types of debauchery that the non-believer enjoys so much. The Christian practices restraint because they recognize that God is holy, and because he is holy, he expects his people to live in a holy fashion. Thought number two, they care about judgment. Christians care about judgment. They care about the judgment of God, and they care about the judgment of their neighbor. Christians care about how they are seen in the world. Now, they, their criteria for how they're seen in the world is certainly different from the non-believer, but the Christian definitely cares about the judgment that is to come, where the non-believer doesn't care so much about that judgment. You hear people say it all the time, only God can judge me. And normally when folks are saying that, they're not really talking about the judgment of God, they're simply talking about the fact that their fellow man is in no place to judge who they are and what they're doing. When the person says, only God can judge me, they're essentially saying that there is ultimately no judgment that they have to experience. But the Christian is different 
because the Christian cares very deeply about the inevitable coming judgment from the holy God. Thought number three, they live for God. So there is this difference in motivation between the non-believer and the believer. The non-believer lives for themselves. The non-believer lives to satisfy whatever cardinal desires are most prevalent in the moment. But the Christian doesn't do that. The Christian seeks to live for God in every circumstance, regardless of the cardinal desires that they might be experiencing at any given moment. The Christian lives for God above every other thing. And because of that, it has a marked difference upon their behavior. When your motivation in life changes from satisfying yourself to satisfying the almighty creator of the universe, your behavior changes. And as that behavior changes, you start to look weird to the people who are only seeking to satisfy the desires of the flesh. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of 1 Peter chapters 4 and 5. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.